0: What's up everybody and welcome back to another category is pose uh, 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 podcast where we recap the show pose that is on FX and tonight we have we are recapping the season finale notice it ain't the series finale because it's got picked up for season two bitches and we are gonna see more Blanca Electra and I guess the house of ferocity I don't know that I was running scared tonight but after watching the finale like about eight or nine times already Yeah, eight or nine times. That's a whole work shift, y'all. I'm ready to talk about this episode. A lot of things have happened in this episode. A lot of things have happened since the premiere. Um, I've learned so much from the series. It's opened such... It's opened a new world for me that I really didn't know much about. I mean, you know, we all go out, we all party, and we all hang out in the same place, but we don't really ever... I don't really intermingle with a lot of trans people. Not that I'm deciding not to. I just... I don't really ask questions like that. I don't. It's, it's none of my business. If you're nice, I'm nice. But I never thought about trans people in in a way that the show presents itself or the balls or none of that stuff. That's like wild and crazy to me. So I'm so thankful to have the show here, um, and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to um, podcast and to podcast about the show. And you know, like you guys have been listening this whole time, and that makes me really happy and I really appreciate all the listens. Like I said, this is the finale, but we're going to I'm going to try to still continue to do something with this podcast. Like maybe try to open it up to a lot more things just how this show has opened up so many things for me. So, to get right into it, uh last week we saw that uh Electra was struggling because her man did not want her anymore. Her man being Detective Stabler, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Ford. <laughs> I know I'm as Detective Stabler. So we start out with her living on the streets. She's um dancing at Show World. We see her sleeping in uh like McDonald's. Like I don't know if it was McDonald's, but we see her sleeping on a uh, on a table in a food restaurant. We see her sleeping. It looks like on the same bench that Damon was sleeping on. Everybody they seem to be sleeping on the same bench. They all know everyone in this house. If you want to be in the house of abundance. I'm sorry. And the house of Evangelista, you better have slept on that bench at least one time. And Bianca Blanca has better come and see you. So Electra's dancing in show world. She's doing her thing. She's getting it. Electra is so gorgeous. And Blanca actually comes to visit her while she's dancing, Um, saying and then they go out to dinner and they talk about, um, you know, Blanca says you were there for me. It's my turn to be there for you. Electra, she's a little off putting. She's like, I just don't trust people. I'm sure it's giving you satisfaction to seem like this. And Blanca says a great quote. She says, None of us win when one of us gets beat down. And that's how I feel too. I'm starting to really try to have this whole unity thing in our community because we are all one. We have stereotypes in our community. There's the bears, there's, you know, Twink and. Fem and, ma- yes, and mask, don't be too femme, no fims, no fats and no Asians, shout out to that. But I don't believe in that, I believe that we all have our whatever, some of us have bigger lips, some of us have no ass at all, I would like to say that I think I am one of those people that's starting to get one, but no matter how many squats I do in the gym, that shit is still kind of flat. And that makes me feel bad about myself. But that's why I'm saying we got to come together as as unity. Flat asses, big asses, all of them things. So I'm very glad she said that. Uh, She said, Electra says that I don't like being needy and I hate myself for it. Blanca says, you know, there's a lot of things to hate yourself for. Mm-hmm, We've seen it. But needing help is not one of them. Blanca continues to be a bright light just in the shell. Blanca just... She's so amazing. I'm so glad that MJ Rodriguez was casted for this because she plays Blanca perfectly. She draws the emotions out of me every episode. I feel her. She's real. I feel like someone who actually like I feel like they casted someone who has done all of this before. Maybe not start a house, but lived in a house. Know what it's like. Performed at the ball it's like perfect casting. So Blanca brings Electra as a guest, as an honorary guest in the house of Evangelista to come stay over. And she kicks Damon and Ricky out of their room. And she said that the walls need to be painted because it looks like a baby's diaper that was like shitted on and left out in the rain. <laughs> Electra, she just she just don't care. I wish that I was more like Electra. I think I am a little bit, but I wish like I was able I was just like super quick witted as Electra is because she'd be reading the house down. We'll get into that later because she read some of these girls for filth in this episode. She does it every she bring it to you every ball. She bring it to you every ball. OK. So they kick uh, Damon and Ricky out of the room and Blanca goes to it looks like pray Tell's house. We've only seen his house a couple of times. He's got all these people. They got big houses. I don't know what kind of jobs they got that they can afford that because every time I hear about New York, they talk about how expensive it is our small space so i don't know how they afford in these bigger houses and she says that there is a guy out there who is been wanting who's had his eye on pretel pretel says he ain't emotionally emotionally available he ain't trying to be shunned or nothing for his hiv status which we found out um a couple episodes ago that he was hiv positive positive. and he says he ain't ready for all that dating yet blanca says come on give it a try like you know that hoe when you want that dude and he's like, reformed her, but all right, I'll give it a shot. So he does decide that he is going to um, go out on a date with him. And we, Blanca ends up taking uh, Electra to get a job at a Dashiki or Dashin as a hostess. Can you believe that? I never, I was wondering what kind of job she would get. Like, Electra's not going to work in no customer service job, but as a hostess, that's amazing. I didn't even think about that. She, I would say she could be a bartender, but no, not really. That's still customer service. Um, so she takes to get a job as a hostess. They're looking for someone who is like beautiful, who it's a reservation place, and Miss Electra Abundance gets an application, which we later found out she gets a job there because Keenan and Pratel go on a date at the same restaurant that Electra works at. They make a point to say Oh, it looks like you're moving up in the world to Electra. Electra says, darling, we both are. I think I'm starting to sound like Electra more and more every single day. And when they go on the date, uh is nervous, but he does end up revealing to uh, his name is Keenan to Keenan that he is HIV positive. Um, he gets a little nervous, but he's a... You know what? I bet you just want to just want to pack up the dinner now. You just leave the check. Just leave it with me. We'll act like this never happened. Don't worry. You, you don't know me. I don't know you. Keenan says, calm down. You think you're the first guy with HIV that I've ever dated? Pretell's like, you know, what the fuck? Like, what kind of question is that? And then uh, Keenan leans in. Oh, my gosh. y'all! I think I watched this scene like probably like 20 times because that shit was passionate. If anyone out there wants to kiss me like that, I'm right here. I live in beep, Texas, and you can kiss me like that because that was some passionate kissing right there. Uh, and he says that, I'm sorry, Praytell says that he has not felt something like that in a while. And um, that is interrupted by Mother Electra's babbling in the background, yelling at someone because they do not have a reservation meanwhile back at the house of evangelista blanca and angel um start having a discussion because angel is still sad over stan stan is angel's ex boo thing now so blanca takes it upon herself to try to uplift angel and let her know that she's the next in line to take over the house and she reveals to angel her status now so right after Patel reveals his status to Keenan and gets a good reaction. Blanca reveals her status to Angel and Angel starts crying. So I I really like that they showed both sides of people's reactions there. Angel starts crying because, you know, HIV is scary. That's all they know back in the 80s about HIV is it kills people. That's it. It's just seen as a, uh, a, a deadly virus, which it is a deadly virus. But now, it's maintainable. It's controllable. Um, yes, there's that. So Blanca tells her that Angel does not need rescuing. She don't need no man. And she needs her to get it together. Because Angel has a family that she needs to take care of now. And ain't no man gonna come out and rescue her. And y'all, I, done t- I told this to someone last night because he was really feeling sad. And I love him. That's my boo. But we ain't together. But that's my boo. And... um. Yeah, I feel that. For everyone listening, like there is nobody coming to rescue you. There's nobody that's going to save you. There's no one that's going to jump into your skin and live your life. You got to live your own life. You got to find your own way to happiness, y'all. And I'm so glad that this this show continues to show that. If there's one message that this show has, uh, I don't even know the word, put out into the world, is that you have to do it for yourself. You got to go out, you got to work hard for it, and you got to do it for yourself, whatever you got to do so um dinner time comes around and earlier in the episode we did find out that uh blanca went to go meet up with i don't know the teacher's name i think it's helena but i just call her damon's dance teacher we find out that damon actually got accepted for another year at the dance school um with a scholarship so he don't even have to pay for it he got accepted for another year and that is what she wants to reveal at dinner but she allows damon to reveal his exciting news first which is that him and Ricky went to go audition for an Albie Shore tour, and they got chosen to be on the tour. Congratulations, Damon, congratulations, Ricky. Uh, but you should listen to Mother when he sa- when she says that the same sex that you have in that back room in there is going to feel the exact same way on tour. He says talk about the sex, mother. this is my dream this is what isn 't this what you wanted you 've always wanted to be you've always wanted me to be a star I've always wanted to be a star and she said yes but you just got another year in school and I do want you to follow your dreams I want you to take opportunities and more opportunities are going to be coming because you have talent but you need to perfect your craft and you need to do that by staying in the motherfucking dance school and be doing because do you see his ass in the balls I know you did tonight at the princess ball because we're going to talk about that shortly so we do check in with Stan and his wife. It's very brief. I really like Patty. I wish they would show more of Patty because I want to see I want to see more of Patty. I really like her. I know she's a side character, but I want to see how the show is going to continue to incorporate her when she is not trans. Like she's kind of like a branch off. So so I'm interested in seeing how the uh how the show is going to use her and if she'll be a part of the ballroom scene or anything like that at all stan goes and he says that he thinks that he should move in with her um, for the sake of the kids patty agrees she says that stan needs to quit his job needs to find a more uh regular job that allows him to be home when the kids get out of school so that she can go to night school because by the time that they're old enough to understand what's going on around them um excuse me she can be completely independent then we get to the greatest part of the episode which is the ball the princess ball this princess ball scene was amazing i think that this finale it didn't have a lot of sadness it didn't have a lot of drama it wasn't a finale for like um like a cliffhanger because the show did not know that it was going to be picked up for season two and so this was more like a culmination of everything that's happened at season one it does feel kind of like a series finale like the the show could stop right now but it's not. And I'm so glad that it's not stopping. It is just a um, season finale. So this princess ball is, uh, it's basically a setup for the house of ferocity versus the house of evangelista. The house of evangelista only has four members, Uh, and the House of Ferocity now has eight members, which includes Miss Aphrodite, who was the lady who was, um, inspired by Electra just a few episodes ago. Um, the disgusting house, they are so rude, and they're, excuse my language, I'm about to cuss, they are fucking bitches to Blanca, and they're saying, like, super vicious things. They're saying her makeup is terrible, they're calling her a man, uh, I think, uh, Candy even, like, went to touch Blanca's face, and she's like, Oh, ow. I got cut myself on your stubble. What a fucking bitch. Candy. I don't understand how people, how they, they just be turning on each other. They, they've been cool the whole time up until this last two episodes. now all of a sudden they're fucking bitches. So Blanca's looking sad as fuck. Like they're, they're pretty much destroying Blanca for no reason, just to be ugly. She goes to the back crying and we get this stunning scene of Miss Electra walking her way to the ball. And she sees Blanca crying, and she goes to console her. She's looking amazing. She's looking extravagant. Eleganza extravaganza. She tells Blanca that she's reminded her of her value and her self-worth. And Electra is actually there to walk with the house of Evangelista. But first, she has to breed some bitches. Those bitches being Candy and Lulu. She walks up, of course, one against a whole house of eight facing off against Miss Lulu and Miss Candy. Miss Lulu starts out by calling her old Miss Candy is just laughing there ready to get her ass tore up by Miss Electra because Electra starts ripping that ass apart, bringing up Candy's quote cement injected uh ass and calling a calling Lulu a fucking chunk, meaning she's a fat fuck. Two of her best reads are you two are about as fierce as my morning cornflakes in reference to their name uh house of ferocity you may have left my home but you cannot leave me i'm in your mind the voice that says you're not good enough little girl you're not smart enough tough enough or glamorous enough to make it in this world and that little voice is going to eat at you like termite termites until your whole pathetic house comes crashing down Bitch, that shit was fucking sickening. That's the type of shit that you need to say to people when they're trying to fuck with you. You say shit like that. You don't, when they say read, I'm starting to understand now. I thought reading was like reading you your rights, like reading you, like looking you, looking at you and fucking, I don't know, like telling you about yourself, but I'm starting to think that it means going off on people in paragraphs because that's what Miss Electra does. And she does it fiercely reading her enough to write a fucking book. So the um they do do a house versus house challenge. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my god, I completely skipped. Electra, um, she says she's walking with uh the house of Evangelista. Oh my god, it's so hard to say Abundant and Evangelista. Uh, she gets back little Poppy, and they also get Lamar and Cubby to walk with them. So I believe that they are now eight versus what six. House of Evangelista eight. House of Abundance, six. And the categories are Miss Florida, or as most of you guys may know her, Laomi. Laomi, I, I, Laomi has been around for so long. I do not, she just pops up on TV. Like, I've seen her in so many things. I didn't realize, like, I love seeing stuff like this where someone just like, they just pop up here and there. And then suddenly, like, they are something. I think that she is she's going to be a main character on the show probably next season. Um she's at least going to be seen in a lot more episodes. You guys probably know her from uh, oh my gosh, what was the first thing I saw her on? America's Best Dance Crew, I think. She yeah, she was on America's Best Dance Crew and then uh I saw her on this one posing like YouTube video where she taught this girl how to vogue. So I see her all over the place in all sorts of things. And I'm like glad that she's getting her shine. So it's Florida Ferocity versus Damon and Lamar in Best Dressed and It's a Posing Battle. Veronica, or as y'all know, Jiggly Caliente from the store. She was working on the cashier. She is now also in the House of Abundance. I mean, I'm sorry, the House of Ferocity. This is going to be me all the time. Versus Ricky and Lil Poppy. In a body and realness battle, I don't know how Ms. Veronica thought she was gonna get away with that when Ricky is built solid and Lil Poppy is fucking sexy. And Candy versus Angel Cubby in a our Angel and Cubby in a flawless faces category. Honey, if you think you can beat Miss Angel in a flawless face, you have to be fucking shitting me. That's what Pertell's like. You cannot you have to be born into this category you cannot join this club Mm -mm, you have to be born into the Flawless Faces category Aphrodite versus Electra in the Battle of the Divas also Blanca versus Lulu in the Battle of the Divas and oh my gosh this brings up the greatest part of the entire episode when Blanca and Lulu are doing their thing like this this probably encompasses everything amazing about the show is when Pratel just starts spatting on a marathon and pose, 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 pose. pose. Uh, 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 If you can't see, I'm fucking posing. I'm posing in my closet where I'm recording this right now. Yes. I think I watched that, that pose scene like like a billion times because that is one of my... I cannot believe... That was so fierce and so sickening that they did that fucking props kudo. oh my god i can't I, i'm gonna watch it again after this so the scores come house of ferocity 10 10 10 10 9 house of house of evangelista tens across the board was there ever any doubt was there ever any doubt truly really more cops go on and the house of evangelista continues to snatch more trophies so Candy says, uh-uh, we need more trophies. Candy decides to take it upon herself to try her shit on the Vogue competition, and she does terrible, terrible. That was a stiff rock trying to be thrown up in that Vogue competition, y'all. One of the judges says, just chop her already. And she goes, why don't you come down and do it yourself, you fat fuck? Miss Candy be having that mouth on her. She ain't afraid to fight with nobody. Ever since she got that body, ever since that body episode, she ain't afraid to fight. So she goes and she gets a hammer, and I don't know what that dude had, but he was swinging it like it was like that girlfriend, like Gogo from Kill Bill Volume 1. And uh, they start to go at it. It don't last very long. They don't ever actually hit each other, but... Uh, basically, the house of... Ferocity, they leave with not now one trophy. Honestly, Aphrodite is the prettiest one in the whole group. So Aphrodite should have been the one in the face uh, in the face challenge with Miss Angel because she's the only one that can give her the run for their money. Actually, Miss Candy is beautiful, too. So it should have been a two verse two, but I don't know why it has to be a why it had to be one verse two for all of them. But we come down to the end of the episode, which is the best part which is the mother of the year award, which goes to a nurturing presence in her children's lives, who provides moral and social support to her children. She keeps them in line and teaches them what it means to move on through life with grace and humility. That is the requirements for mother of the year who, of course, by a unanimous decision, it is Mother Blanca of the House of Evangelista. Was there really any competition? Was there really any competition? No, I don't think so. Because the amazing things that Blanca has done cannot be surpassed. Uh, that pretty much sums up the episode. I think we do get like one instance where Sam and Angel have this thing. Basically, Sam tells them like, no, I mean, uh, Sam, Angel and Stan, oh my gosh, Angel tells Stan things have changed. She has a house now that she needs to take care of, that she needs to love, and that she needs to focus on them. Um, but other than that, baby, season one is a wrap. And this show is so amazing. I cannot wait to see it come back next year, which we will be back to recap next year. Um if you guys uh I'm sorry, we will be back like in a couple weeks. I just need to get I just need to figure out, you know, what what I could do with this podcast, but we'll definitely always be covering Pose every single year. We're going to figure out... We're going to figure out what we're going to do. Um, I want to get a co-host for everything that I do. So I'm going to try to open up this podcast to like a bigger LGBTQ podcast. You know, are we just like... I just... I really, wa- I really want to be informed now. This show has really opened my eyes to a lot of things that I want to be a part of in our community. And I want to use this platform to inform other people for me to do the research like all that stuff like so so yeah so i really thank you guys for listening i am looking for a co-host even for just opening up the podcast to main discussions i'm looking for it all if anyone wants their voice wants to discuss anything of that nature if you guys have ideas You guys can tweet me at the Roman Demigod on Twitter. That's at the Roman Demigod on Twitter. All one word. You can follow me. Uh you can follow me on Instagram. It's an open page. It's Roman Stiltskin. Instagram is R-O-M-A-N-S-T-I-L-T-S-K-I-N. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back. Pose will be back for season two, and we will see you guys later.